Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We are beginning tonight's shear in Simon Lamed Beis. We had uh, just about completed Sif Vav last night. There were a couple of extra Bir Halachas that I wanted to discuss. So first I want to just summarize uh, Sif Vav. And we're going to pick up on page 84. But to summarize Sif Vav, we said that according to the Machaber, you do not have to do Sirtut by Tefillin except for the top line. But if you don't know how to write straight without doing more sirta, then you should do sirta on all the lines. But you should not do sirta with any kind of coloring. That would be a problem. And the Ramah wrote that you should do sirta always on the top line, the bottom line, and the side lines. On those four things. And then the Ramah wrote the Chein Hagin. We saw all the Mishaburas, and I'd like to pick up in the Biralacha, the first Biralacha on page 84. He asked the following question. The Mechaber said, and the Mishabur discusses as well, that if a person does not know how to write so straight, so then he should ideally do sirtut on all the lines of the page. And then the Ramah wrote that, Mekradin, you have to do sirtut on one line on top, one line on the bottom and on the sides. And the question that the Biralacha addresses, if you're doing the sirtut on all the lines, so do you also have to do the sirtut on the side, on the bottom and on the top? Do you have to do those Ikradin if you're doing the extra which already helps you write it straight. So if you look in the Bi'alacha, he writes, Yesh tzas. There is what to investigate a little bit. Im kalashuros. If you in fact did this extra thing that you didn't really have to do, but to make it better, you were misartet all the lines. Im tzarech gamkein lesartet minat stadim Do you have to do the sirtet on the sides or not? The suffix yezeh yesh lehistapik v'sevetorah u'mezuzah. We have the same suffix when it comes to sevetorah u'mezuzah. The shama sirtut kulahulu ikuva. Like we discussed yesterday, by mezuzah, according to everyone, by sevetorah, the way we hold in many rishonim, you need sirtut mikradin on all the lines. So when you are doing the sirtut on all the lines, there because you have to, or in filling because you choose to, you then also have to do the sirtut on the sides, which Ramah says is the ikradin. So the, the Bir Allah says, B'dyevid, one does not have to be machmir. If you are doing the sirtut on all the lines, you do not have to also B'dyevid. If you didn't do the lines on the side, that would be okay. I'm in the Bir Allah, the fourth line on page 84 in the Bir Because when we discuss sirtut and ikradim, we only discuss the sirtut between the lines. Especially according to the Radvas who brings down that the Ikka reason of Sirtut is to make straight lines. So once you have the lines across the whole, the whole writing, right, on all the lines you have the Sirtut, so then you, you already are writing straight lines and therefore there would be no reason, certainly be the Evid, for the Sirtut on the sidelines. And then the Biralach ends off with another point and he says, Vedad is Sirtut shall tfilin lakulialma ain sarachlios lashma kemosha kasa primagadam. When it comes to the Sirtut Atfilin, everyone agrees that it does not have to be done lishma. And then there's one more Biralach that I want to read, the next one, that said on the Ramah that says not just the top line needs Sirtut like the Machabir, but rather top, bottom, and the sides. At the Chain Nohug, and that's our Minhug. So the Berlacha tells us that's not our minhag. Nowadays the minhag is that everyone does sirtut on all the lines. So if you open up your tefillin, you'll see sirtut on all the lines. That is our minhag. Here's an interesting thing. The Sefer Baral Shomer says that really it's better to do the sirtut of all the lines from the opposite side of the cloth. Not on the side of the cloth that you're writing, 
But on, as we'll see in the next sif, on the hair side of the cloth, the hair is removed, but the side where the hair was, to do this sirtut on that side, ulamala ulamata ulatsodim yasatid litzara basar. But the sirtut that you're gonna do on the top, bottom, and the sides, that should be on the side of the basar, which is the side that you're writing on. So he says an interesting thing, we'll see why in a second in the note, but he says if you, the minnow gets to do sirtut the whole way through, but you should do it on the regular lines on the back side, and just the top, bottom, and sides on the front side. Now, why is that? So, if you look at note 35, he explains, Vitamo, his reason is, These lines of sirta that you're doing along the whole ksiva, We have to be concerned for that shita of Rabbeinu Simcha that the Beis Yosef brings down that says it's puzzle. Kevan she'ein sirtut zen nechshav medina. Since like we mentioned yesterday, that sirtut is not mikra, then you don't really need it. So he says if you do it, it passes. Ulafikach yesh la'asoso mitzad chut. Therefore, to satisfy everyone, don't do the sirtut on the regular side, because according to him, it will pass your tefillin. So do the sirtut on the opposite side. V'yira ha'sirtut mibifnim. And you'll be able to see through the cloth to be able to write straight because of those lines. But the lines won't be on the front, so it won't pass it. Therefore, that you can do on the front where you're writing, because that's Nikradin. But the extra stuff that you're doing to make it better, but according to one sheet of apostles, that you should do on the opposite side, so you get all the benefit, but you don't have the concern of, of doing what you're not supposed to be doing. That is the end of Sivav. And now we're going to begin Siv Zayin. Siv Zayin is very interesting because there's no Mishabura on it. It's a long Sif and there's no Mishabura on it. The Mechaber does a very uh, clear job in explaining what he's trying to get across. We'll see an interesting note that emphasizes what the Mechaber is saying and then we'll see a couple of interesting Beralachas. And this has to do with the, the making of the cloth. Halachal Moshe Sinai Tfilin al cloth Velo al Hadurchustus Halacha Moshe Mishinai tells us that tefillin has to be written on cloth and not on a duchsustus. Now, if you're worried what that is, we'll see what that is in a moment. It'll be very clear. Velo ala gvil. And not on gvil, and we'll see what that is also in a moment. Kosun ala cloth bimekom basar. And we write on the cloth the tefillin on the side of the flesh. And we'll see what that means in a moment as well. The imshina puzzle. And if you change, it's puzzle. Now says the Mechaber, Mahu klaf umahu duchsustus. What are these things? What is klaf? What is duchsustus? Explains the Mechaber. Haor bishas ibudo cholkin oso l'shnayim. The skins, the leathers that we're going to use for the writing at the time of the tanning is split down the middle into two. V'chilak hachitzon shehu l'tzad haseyar nikra klaf. So obviously you take the skin of the animal and you split it down the middle. So the one side is going to be the side where the hair of the animal was on. And one is going to be the side that was by the flesh of the animal. The inside of the skin. One's the outer part of the skin where the hair was. One's the inner, inner part of the skin. So he said, the the outer part of the skin, which is where the hair was, that's called the cloth. And that's what you have to, what, the right to fill in on. The apnimi hadovuk labasar nikro the other part, which was the, the half that's closer to the flesh, that's called Dursustus, that's what you write the mezuzah on. Ulefizah, according to this explanation, Ki Amrina, that which we said before, two lines above, Kosun ala klaf bimekom basar. We said you write the tefillin on the klaf, on the side of the flesh. Hainu bimekom hayoser karav basar. It means you're writing it on the half that the hair was on, but not on the hairy side, on the flesh side of the hairy part. 
So it's the outer part of the skin, but the inside of the outer part of the skin. You're going to write the tefillin on the inner side of the cloth where it was attached to the duchsustus, which is the inner layer of the skin. Fine, that's, that's the Ikra din. And then he writes, Our cloth that we write on, that we don't split it down the middle. So Yeshlem din cloth, it still has a din of cloth. The kosen aleim letzad basar, and we write on it again on the flesh side, but we don't cut it in half. What do we do? Shemasha megarin klipaso hal yona shabimkom seyar. That which we scrape off the top side where the hair was. Eno elo kedei mashetzarch lasakna ulachliko. That's just what we need to fix it up and to make it smooth. Vafilu im hayu chokim haor l'shnayim hayatzarch legarim imenukach. The same way that if you split the the or into two. And the outer side was a cloth. You'd have to smoothen out the hair side. So even if we take the whole ore together without splitting it, we still clean off the top the same exact way, exact way we would if it was split. We don't split it. We just clean off the top. We smoothen it out. We get rid of the hair. And then on the flesh side, we scrape away a lot until there's only cloth left. So basically, it's the same thing. In other words... Really what you're supposed to do is you take the or, you split it down the middle, the outer side is the cloth, the inner side is the sustus, and you write the tefillin on the inner side of the outer part, the inner side of the cloth. But then he, then he writes that what we do nowadays, our cloth and the Mechaber says, we don't cut it down the middle at all, we just keep it whole, but we're really accomplishing the same thing because we clean off the hair side, which we would do anyway, and the inner side we chip away we scrape away the whole tuchsustus till we're left with just the cloth, just the outer side. So that's what we do. So there is no mishabur on this, but I'd like to read note 36, which gives a little background that really explains the Mechabah very clearly, and then we'll see a couple of bir halachas. So note 36 says, Mavol Sif Zayin. Here's an introduction to Sif Zayin. I chose to read the Mechabah before the introduction, but you'll see. There are three types of skins of leathers that are used for writing Sefer Torah, Tefillin, and Mezuzos. And those are called Gvil, Klaf, and Duchsustus. Or She'ibduhu Bishlemuso, Velo Chilkul The skin that you tanned it complete and you didn't split it into two, that's called Gvil. The ilu or but the skin that you split down in through the thickness way into two, the outer side which is towards the side of the hair is called cloth. The the inner side towards the flesh is called duchsustus. The the brayso tells us in Shabbos that tefillin is written on the cloth, which is the outer part, on the inner side towards the flesh. And mezuzah is written on the duchsustus on the outer side, which is facing towards where the cloth was and where the hair was. The sevetora nitzav al hagvil b'mekom hasaros, and the sevetora is written on the gvil, which is the whole or together, on the outer side where the hair was. Now 
If a tefillin is written anywhere where it's supposed to be written, meaning it was written either on the inner part of the skin, the dochsustus, or it was written on the gvil without, you know, chipping away the dochsustus, written on the whole gvil, or it was written on a cloth on the part where the hair was, on the outer side instead of the inner side, all those are going to be puzzled. So tefillin must be written only on the cloth, on the inner side of the cloth. Bismanenu, nowadays, continues the note, like we mentioned in the, in the, in the Mechaber, we're, we're not knowing to split the or into two. Rather, we scrape away a lot from the inner side, which is the flesh side. We don't split it in two, we just chip away at it till there's no Duchsustus left. And on the hair side, we scrape away the top layer to get rid of the, the hair and, and, and to make it smooth. Whatever we need to do to fix it up and to make it smooth. And that's a cloth where it's kosher to write upon a tefillin. The Nishmas Adam says you have to be careful not to scrape away too much on the hair side. You want to keep the cloth intact. You don't want to scrape away too much from the hair side. And the Shalom Shuvah Salam Sofer argues and says, You don't have to be so careful with that. As long as you scraped away the whole part that was... On the flesh side, meaning the dostustus, nech of cloth, the rest is considered a cloth, afivu imkileif gamitzaraseyar. Even if you peeled away a little more on the, on the hair side, that's okay, it's still considered a cloth. You don't have to worry to be very exacting in what you peel away. So that is the mechaber in Siv Zion. Now I'd like to see two bir halachas on Siv Zion. Number one is the next bir halacha, velo ala gvil. The mechaber started off and said, alacha mishimisinai, Tefillin must be written on the cloth and not on the duchsustus and not on the gvil. So gvil hua or shlo nechlak, like we just discussed already in note 36. The gvil is the or when it wasn't split. As opposed to the end of the machaber, where you can write on the or, as long as you chip away the duchsustus and the hair on top, the gvil is if you just took away the hair, you didn't take away anything from the duchsustus, so that's not allowed for tefillin. The next Berlacha I'd like to do is skipping to the, not skipping the next one, going to the one that Divra Maskal, the Kosum Matzad Basar. We said that you write on the cloth on the tzad of the Basar, on the flesh side. The Zohim, here's a very interesting Berlacha. The Zohim Lo Yite You have to be very careful that you're writing the tefillin on the correct side, which is the side of the cloth that's facing the Basar, not the side that had the hair on it. The it's it's totally possible if you write the tefillin on the wrong side. The you have to remember, you're writing the tefillin after you tan the leathers, as we'll see in the next sif. You tan the leathers, the leathers already, which in general the tanning gets rid of the hair. So now you have a smooth, you have a smooth cloth on both sides. So you might get confused which side was the side that the hair was on and which side was the side that the flesh was on. So there's a simon to know, to figure out which is which. He said the side of the cloth that will shrink when you moisten it, that's the side that's closer to the buser. So you put a little moisture on both sides. You see the one that, I guess, shrivels up a little bit, it shrinks a little bit? That's the right side that you have to write the tefillin on, not the other side. 
So that's a simmer that comes out of the ibud, and you're not sure, you forgot which is which, and it seems very smooth on both sides, that's the sign that you have to do to see which side you write the tefillin on. Then he writes, don't try this at home with your tefillin. Don't get your tefillin checked and try it out. Don't parcel an old pair of tefillin that you have at home based on this simon. Even if you try this test on your tefillin at home and you, and you realize, uh-oh, the, the side that shriveled up was the other side, so it seems like your tefillin was written on the wrong side. We are Mamid the Sofer who wrote your tefillin on his chazaka that he is an expert and a professional and he did it the right way. And maybe over time the nature of the cloth just changed. But we don't have to assume he did it wrong. So don't try this on an existing pair of tefillin. This is a test to do when the cloth comes out of the ibud and now you're not sure how to write the tefillin so do the test to know which side to write it on. Once you have tefillin that you're wearing already, don't bother testing it. And even if you do, don't, you can still rely on the chazaka that he did it the right way. And maybe just through it getting old, so it's, it's nature just changed. So you don't have to pass it. Also, we can rely, another good thing to rely on in that case is the Mordechai who says, even if it was written on the other side, it's okay. He started off by saying it's Ma'aki bin Bidyevid, because most posts him hold it's Ma'aki Bidyevid, but there is the Mordechai to rely on that even in a worst case scenario that you find that your tefillin was written on the wrong side, A, it could be from the old, from the, you know, the getting old of the, of the cloth, and that's why it's like that, and really it was written okay. And even if it wasn't, you have the Mordechai to rely on who says Bidyevid, it's okay to write on the hair side, and you don't have to pass all the tefillin. That is the end of Halacha Zayin. Now let's begin Halacha Ches. We're on the second to last line on page 84. So after we discuss what you write that's filling on on the cloth, which is the outer side of the of the skins, it has to be tanned in gallnuts or gallnut juice, or in lime. And it has to be tanned the shame the mitzvah of tefillin. Tov tefillin. You should speak out with your lips in the beginning of the tanning that you're doing it, L'Shem Tfilin. O L'Shem Sefer Torah. And we'll explain this to Mishra. Or you're doing L'Shem Sefer Torah. Avalim Ibdo L'Shem Mezuzah Puzzle. But if you did the tanning, L'Shem Mezuzah, it's Puzzle. So you see, you could do it L'Shem Tfilin, which is what you're writing, Tfilin. Or you could do L'Shem Sefer Torah, which is a higher level Kedusha. That would be okay. But if you're doing it for Mezuzah, which is a lower level Kedusha, then it will be Puzzle. It will not be good. So let's start the Mishabura in Sifkat and Chav Gimel. Before we see the Mishabura, let's just see the Bira Lacha, um, which is in the fifth wide line of the Bira Lacha. He writes, the Ha'ibud Hu Where does this Ibud business come from? This is Alacha Moshimusina that you have to do Ibud. The below Ze'ena love Rak Shame Or. The low gvil uklaf udusustis. Whether you're writing a sefer Torah or tefillin or mezuzah, it does not get the shame of whatever you need of gvil for sefer Torah, klaf for tefillin or duchsustis for mezuzah until you do the ibud. But before you do it, it just is called or, which is not good. That's the prima gadim. V'chol elu as seifim hanemorim polu in ibud. All these seven that we're going to have that are going to discuss the ibud. This is only discussing the the leathers that you're writing the tefillin on. And so too, the, 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 the parchment that you're writing, the Sefer Torah and the Mezuzah on, 
But don't forget, we're using the skins for other things also. We're using the ore for the bottom as well, but that we're not addressing. Here when we're addressing any kind of ibud, we're discussing the cloth that you're going to write the parashios on. In terms of the skins and the ore that you're going to use for the bottom, that we'll discuss later. We're not discussing that right now. Okay. So now let's begin the Mishabura. Sif Koton Chav Gimel. We said you have to tan the skins in Afatsim Obesid Ule Ikuvu. This is Ma'akev. To low mikri cloth below Zed Rakdiftera. If you don't do the proper tanning, it doesn't get the shame cloth. It's called Diftera, which is not good. The Aniach Ha'or Basid Ad Sheyipol Aser Me'elov Velo Ayidei Gerira. You should keep the skins inside the lime until the hair falls off on its own and not through you scraping it. Because that's a time frame. It should be in the lime long enough that the hair falls off on its own that you don't have to scrape it afterwards. And if you took it out from the lime too early, don't write your tefillin on this cloth because it's considered diftera still and it's puzzle. That's opinion one. And there are those who argue and they write, A sofa that took the cloth out of the lime after four days, and there was still hair attached to it after four days of tanning, but the evidence, it's okay, you don't have to worry about it because it was in there long enough. Even if there's some hair attached, it's not a problem, you could scrape it away. It doesn't all have to come out, but the evidence in the lime. The lotalia beseir cloud. The ibud is not dependent on the hair falling out, according to the second opinion. Ideally, it should if it doesn't fall out, but the evidence is going to be okay. The kaven the klarhunach basid, vinitkan kahogain, since it was already placed in the sid for a long period of time, and it was prepared properly, lo mikri diftera ayin sham. It's no longer called diftera, and it's going to be okay, ayin sham. Fine. Now we continue in the mishabura in sifkaton chavdalid. So the Mechaber said, Tov lahotzi b'svasa b'tchila sa'ibit shum adal l'shem tefillin. It's good to speak out with your lips in the beginning of the Ibit that you're doing at l'shem tefillin. Says the Mishabura in Sivkaton Chavdalad, U'bidyeve dayo b'machshava. From the fact that the Mechaber says, Tov, it's a good thing to do. It's mashvah that it's not ma'akiv. So the Mishabura points out from that Mechaber that it's mashvah b'dyeve, it's enough if you just think that it should be l'shma. Which if you look, oh, not Lashma, yeah Lashma. If you look over at note 39, he writes, V'avshul inyan ksiva, kosov lahalon shetzarech shiyomar bepiv shekosev Lashma. Even though we're going to see later on in Sivkotan Sadihei, that when it comes to the ksiva of the tefillin, you have to speak out with your mouth that you're doing it Lashma. V'ein daib ma'ashav ha'apid yevid. And it's not good even with yevid if you only think it. And over here we say <coughs> that if you think it, it's going to be okay. This is a question that Rekiv Eger asks. The answers, We rely, on those opinions that hold that the cloth does not need Ibu Lishma at all. Bitsir of Da Sefer Achuma combined with the sheet of the Sefer Achuma who holds, Shastapik Lomer who is Musabak to possibly say, Shadai Bimakshavalavad. So there are some sheetas that hold that you don't need Ibu Lishma. And some say that Ibud Lashma V'machshav alone is enough. And therefore, when it comes to the Ibud, L'chathchilu, you should speak it out with your mouth. But B'diyavid, if you didn't speak it out with your mouth, you had machshav, it's going to be good enough. Mashenk and Dixiva, there, there are no such shitas that hold that. You don't need it L'shma, or machshav alone is enough. And therefore, it is Ma'akev. That's what the Shulchan Ar-Harav answers. 
continues the Mishabura in Sifkatan Chafei, and he writes, B'tchilas, we said that you should be motzi in your, with your lips in the beginning of the Ibud. V'yoser ain't sarich. And beyond that, you don't have to do anything. Lo lahotzi b'svasov v'lo lachshov shemis'avim l'shma. You don't have to speak out after that you're doing l'shma. You don't have to even think that you're doing l'shma. Once you speak it out in the beginning of your placing of the, of the leathers inside the lime that's doing l'shma, you're good to go. Elo b'tchilasov b'vad, all you need is the beginning. V'afilu nimshach ha'ibud kamiyamim. And either the ibud goes on, like we saw in the Meshavuah, goes on for four days. It's fine. The Kolha Osa Aldas Rishonahu Osa. Anyone who does something, he goes Basar the beginning. And since he says the Shema in the beginning, it continues on with the Hemshech of the Ibud the Shema that he started with. If you look at note number 40 on the last line on the page across from 84, If you remember, we had the same, we had a Machlokas, the Be'alacha and the Chazanish in Hilchos Tzitzis. When one person was doing the Tviya, you're doing the spinning of the strings and someone else takes over. If, if the, if the Lashma that the first person said continues with the second person, so they bring this machlokas here as well. If someone else continues the job, just turn the page, it's on the bottom. The Biralacha says, once someone else takes over, we can no longer apply the rule of and he has to have again his own announcement that he's doing it Lashma. However, the Chazanish is more mekel. He writes, "Sha'af ba'ofen shehimshech adam acher asamalacha." Even if someone takes over the tanning, mikomo kom kosher, it's still going to be kosher. Shekevan shetchilas ha'ibud hayal l'shma. Since the beginning of the tanning was on l'shma, memela kol hemshech ha'ibud stam l'shmahu. We assume the rest of it is stam l'shma, and therefore the machlokas of the biralacha and the and the Chazanish, by the Tzviyah, where someone else takes over, it would be the same Achlokas by the Tanning. The Biralacha says if one person started off with Shema, even if someone else takes over, it's okay. And the Chazanish argues and says, uh, the Biralacha says it's not okay, you need a new, a new Lishma to be announced. And the Chazanish says, no, it is okay. Once the first person starts it, the other one can continue based on the original announcement of it being Lishma. Continues the Mishtabura on the next page, on page Mem Gimel on the top. What is considered the Tchilas Ha'ibud that the Mechaber says that you should say out with your lips in the beginning of the Ibud? What is the beginning of the Ibud? That's called when you place the Oros inside the, the lime. And not when you place it in the water before the lime. That's not called Ibud. So apparently they used to soak the, they used to soak the leathers in water before they put it in the lime. And the uh, Mishabura tells us that the beginning of the Ibud, which the Mechaber is talking about, is Dafka, in the beginning of putting the leathers in the lime after it already went through the water, and not putting it in the water, Lishma. And in No. 43, the Chazanish explains the Mishabura and argues with him, Ubira Chazanish, Shekavanas ha Mishabura Loma, what the Mishabura means to tell us is, Shalorak She'ain Tzarech Lishrosa Bemayim Lishma. It's not only that you don't have to soak it in the water, Lishma, Elo Sha'af Im Shiron Bemayim Lishma, even if you put it in the water, Lishma, Lo Moel Le'inyan Hemshech Ha'ibud Loma, Kala Osa Adas Rishonu Osa. It doesn't help for the continuation of the Ibud to say, oh, I put it in the water of Lishma for the beginning of the Ibud, therefore the rest is Lishma. The water doesn't count. And not only does not need Ibud Lishma, even if you did the Lishma on the Mayim, it doesn't count as your Tchilas Ibud Lishma. You have to do it again when you put it inside the lime. That's what the 
Chavetz Chaim, the Chazanish explains what the Chavetz Chaim means in the Mishabura, which sounds like it, because again he says Tchilas Eibu Nikur Kishem Eisim Oras Tocha Sid V'Lo Beishem Esil Tocha Maim Kodem Mepnei Dezelo Mukiradayin Eibu. That's not Eibu, and therefore it doesn't need to be Lishma. And if it is made Lishma, it won't help you for the putting in the line afterwards. However, the Chazanish goes on to argue, but we'll, we'll save that for tomorrow. We'll pick up from here tomorrow. Amit Hashem. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Mara Mekaymas on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS, that's 203-312-7427, or email info at shasilluminated.org.